This recording is an offering of Networks for Training and Development's online university. Aloha, everyone. This is Rosa McAllister from Networks for Training and Development Incorporated. And here we are again for our healing circle call, Networks Healing Circle. It is May 18th, Monday, May 18th of 2020. And we started just a couple of months ago doing these healing circle calls twice a month. We used to do them just on the first Monday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. But because of the situation that we're currently living with, COVID-19, virus, pandemic, a lot of fear, people being shut in and hold away, things not being open, lots of drama and scared feelings and concerns. We decided to increase this and offer another Healing Circle call on the third Monday of the month as well at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's where we are today. It's the third Monday of May, and we're here with you. We have a roving group of wonderful practitioners who help us lead these Healing Circle calls and I'm honored to be your guide today. You know, it's just always kind of interesting and funny, I think, how serendipity or things happen. I'm always one to notice um, patterns and things like that and often makes my head tilt a little sideways one direction or the other and makes me think, well, isn't that curious? Or, well, I was just thinking about or somebody else just mentioned that. So one of these things recently that has popped up, I think it's four times in the last couple of days, and going back a couple more weeks, it's probably about seven different times it's popped up, just out of nowhere for me, Um, the idea of manifesting. The idea of manifesting. So I thought when thinking about what did I want to lead our conversation today, I thought, Let's talk about manifesting. It's one of the things I most like to do, to be perfectly honest. And several weeks ago, in a conversation with a friend, said he called me a manifesting ninja, which I thought was kind of funny. Certainly don't think of myself that way. But as he said, you are, I forget his exact words, but it was something along the lines of, you are the most amazing manifester, like a manifesting ninja of anybody I've ever met, and I want to learn from you. And I was kind of taken aback and thought, well, yeah, I'm pretty good at manifesting stuff. We're seeing things and helping them to happen, and yeah, I guess I'm pretty good at, quote, manifesting and making things happen. But a manifesting ninja? Wow, that's pretty good. And then the conversation came up again with someone else. And then I was listening while driving somewhere to National Public Radio, NPR, and the idea of manifesting came up again. And then a couple more conversations. And then I was talking with someone just yesterday who asked me if I would lead a discussion with a group on the power of manifesting even in really troubled times, like is the case right now, when many of us are feeling that there's not a lot of hope or there's not a lot of possibility. The idea of manifesting is built on the very premise of hope and possibility. 
so my head's tilting again. Hmm. Isn't that interesting that this keeps coming up now and reminding me that this is the time more than any time to be manifesting and to be putting our hopes and dreams and more out. So the idea of manifesting from this manifesting ninja, if you will, is something that I think I've just always done in one way or another since I was a young child. And I can't say exactly why or how that came to be. And in many ways, it doesn't really make sense given some of the issues and things that I dealt with at a very early age, some physical problems, some other traumatic events. And yet somehow I always knew that not only could I see and hear things that maybe others didn't, that I was aware or sensitive, if you will, but also that there was a deep belief that even in the darkest of times or even in the hardest of times or even in the bleakest of moments, even in the saddest of sads, there was possibility and there was hope. And if I didn't just wish hard enough, but if I actually believed, I always knew it could be. Some of you who may know me know that one of my all-time sheroes or girl heroes is Tinkerbell from the time I was very young. Because Tinkerbell Bell has this insatiable belief in the power of magic of possibility. I mean, come on, she's how big and she flies and she has pixie dust or fairy dust or whatever and she helps other people fly and she's pretty spunky and she always wears awesome outfits, let's be real. She speaks her mind and she is what she is and there's no messing around with Tink but she believes and she knows and she helps other people believe too. So my idea, my thinking about manifesting is the idea that it's about bringing something into reality through the power of belief and possibility and maybe a little pixie dust. So there are many people nowadays who have written about and talked about and led courses about and still do regarding the idea of manifesting and the power of manifesting, manifesting our dreams, manifesting power, manifesting money, manifesting love, manifesting whatever. Some of the people probably most known, uh, I think, are Deepak Chopra, who's a physician who many people know um, or have heard of in the wellness community. Deepak Chopra talks a lot about the power of positive feeling and positive thinking of meditation and about manifesting. Um, Sarah Prout, P-R-O-U-T, is pretty well known and has a series of books, Adventures in Manifesting, Adventures in Manifesting around love, around spirituality, around work, around money, and various things like that. You can find her through many booksellers and you can find her online. Um, at manifesting adventures in manifesting, excuse me, or looking at up her name. Um, another person is Wayne Dyer, who is a well-known person or was a well-known person in the wellness field. He is no longer with us on this physical plane of Earth, 
but Wayne Dyer wrote about and led many courses in the ideas of manifesting, manifesting your beliefs, manifesting your wellness. And he believed very strongly that he beat cancer and other diseases through his manifestations, his belief and power of self. And another person who's very, very well known that I'd like to just talk a little bit about and borrow a little bit of her information is Gabby Bernstein, or Gabrielle Bernstein, capital B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. And if you go to GabbyBernstein.com, you'll see books and blogs and all kinds of things around the idea of manifestation. And so I'm going to borrow a little bit from Gabby Bernstein from one of her books, um, actually a couple of her books, some things that I have written down that I kind of keep with me um, to help remind me, not just when I'm leading a discussion about the idea of manifesting, but when I am really trying to remember this myself. So she says, Gabby says, manifesting is cultivating the experience of what it is that you want to feel and then living and believing in that experience so that you can allow it to come into form. You can practice manifesting to attract whatever you want, whether that's a successful business, good health, a relationship, or even a material object. Sometimes we manifest things far beyond our wildest dreams. So when manifesting, it's important to stay open to possibilities that are beyond what you think you need. When you align with the loving energy of the universe, there are no limits to what you can attract. Manifesting is the process of vibrating at a high frequency so that you become a vibrational match with the universe and can co-create your world. She goes on to say that she's got much advice and thoughts, etc., about manifesting, but she's got three basic do's and three basic don'ts of manifesting. And here they are. Number one, don't. Don't expect exactly what you want to just drop in your lap. And we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. Number one, do. Trust that the universe has a plan better than yours. We'll talk a little more about that too. Number two, don't. Don't try to make it happen. Number two, do. Practice the spirituality-aligned action method, as she calls it, or as I would say, look for divine help, wisdom beyond yourself. Number three, don't. Don't save your manifesting practices for one special time and place. And Her third, do make manifesting a part of your daily life. I agree with Gabby with all of these. And here's what I have. These are my 12 steps, if you will, to manifesting. This is the rule, if you will, that I oftentimes use for the process or the procedure or the protocol or the what have you that I use oftentimes when I am manifesting something in my life, trying to bring about a new reality based upon my hopes and the idea of possibility and maybe a little magic. Number one, I try really hard not to think about what I want, what I wish or hope for, 
or a if only I could kind of thing. Instead, I put it into the powers of speech, the power of writing. And oftentimes I will write this down. In fact, I usually do. And I start with, I will or I must. It might be, I will have or I must find. But it's a much more powerful statement than I want, I wish, I hope, or if only. So step number one is be specific as specific as you can because remember you're sending this out to the universe with hope and possibility so don't be weak or mushy about it be clear be specific be bold I'm going to say that again be clear be specific and be bold I will I must fill in the blank number two in my, in Rose's 12 steps of manifesting, I fill in following this sentence starter. Because, so it's I will or I must have or be or find or whatever. And the first step and the second step, because. And this is where you state your deepest desire about that item. Why is it? that you must have that, or you must be that, or you must find that, or you will. Why? Because why? Step three is, and when this is so, this will be, and describe how reality will be different. So for me, giving a personal example, when my husband Mike and I first came to Hawaii, it was never on my bucket list. It was always something that I felt was totally out of reach. Hawaii, that was like Mars or Venus. And there was an opportunity. I had joked and said the only way I'd ever be able to come to Hawaii was through work. And then lo and behold, be careful what you speak, remember, lo and behold, I found out that there were two conferences back to back, one on the island of Oahu and one on Maui. And so I was doing a lot of presentations at conferences. So what the heck? I threw into the hat presentations for, um, for these conferences in Hawaii. And guess what? They landed. And so we started, we came here to Hawaii and magic did happen on that first visit. And we kept trying to think of how we might come back. And so I threw out to the universe as I suggested in step one, I will, I must come back to Hawaii. And step two, because, because I feel a kinship. I remember writing that. I remember being on the beach in Maui on one of our last days and writing, because I feel I'm supposed to be here. Because I feel there's an inner desire stronger than me and a connection deeper than me for me to be in Hawaii. And the third step, when this is so, this will be, and I envisioned and wrote that I will be of better service to others, that I will be a richer and deeper form of myself, that I will be freer to be who I'm supposed to be, and I will be able to do more to help others. I still have that piece of paper that I wrote this on probably almost 18 years ago, 20 years ago, 
And yes, it came true. So step number four is to believe and hope and share and feel worthy of this dream, of this belief. And in fact, speak it to the universe. Put it out to the universe. Those of you who know me know that I say this often. Put it out to the universe. The universe is always listening. And the universe is conspiring with us to believe and to hope and to make things better. Particularly if our goals and our dreams are of an unselfish nature for the betterment of others. Step number five in Rose's 12-step manifesting journal process protocol, look for signs, any signs whatsoever. Look for them when things start happening. So I, we come to Hawaii, that in itself was a miracle. I, on one of our last days, put out that I think I'm supposed to come back and these are the reasons why and this is what it's supposed to be. I speak it to the universe. I start carefully sharing with others that this was the most magical experience I've ever had coming to Hawaii for these two conferences and I think I'm supposed to come back and I think there's a deeper connection. So I started speaking it to the universe. I started believing and sharing and then step number five, I started looking for signs and I was working at Arcadia University at the time teaching grad school amongst working at networks and in a faculty meeting there was a discussion that they wanted to take um, our graduate school online and they were looking for those of us who were professors who might be interested in transferring our classes into an online format and suddenly it was like Tinkerbell came down and nudged me on the head with her fairy dust or something and all of a sudden my hand shot up and I said I'm in because all of a sudden it became clear to me that if I took my course online I could teach from Hawaii this maybe was part of my package part of my plan part of the protocol of being more in Hawaii so look for signs, any signs. And again, those of you who know me know that sometimes I get absolutely ridiculous about this. And I believe any sign. I'll notice anything and say, that's a sign. Believe. Step number six in Rose's 12-step program, manifesting. Follow up, clarify, and work towards it. So don't just put it out there to the universe and let it sit. Let it marinate. Let it germinate. Look for signs of sprouts and things growing from it, but also keep clarifying it. So maybe it's not exactly what you initially thought. Maybe it changes or shifts a little over time because the dream gets clarified and work towards it. Step number seven, trust, believe, dream, and try as you can to remove any blockages. So as life started happening and wild enough this dream of Hawaii looked like it was starting to maybe happen in some way or other my son and daughter-in-law or soon-to-be daughter-in-law eventually my daughter-in-law um, we came with a group of us to Hawaii and we looked um, to celebrate Mike my, my husband's birthday and while we were here reading the newspaper on Christmas Day, 
um, Michael, my son, read and joked about how they were looking for special ed teachers in Hawaii. And yeah, you know, he was in grad school, and yeah, maybe he'd start teaching in Hawaii. And Mike and I immediately said, oh my gosh, you need to do that. And if you don't, we will. Um, it was a sign, but it was more than a sign. It was an, a blockage, but it certainly would have been a hindrance if Michael, my son, my only son, was back in Pennsylvania or something like that. But believe it or not, he and his then girlfriend, about to be wife, got jobs teaching in Maui, Hawaii. And suddenly the sign and the doorway started opening further for us. I also started thinking about things, this house we had back in Pennsylvania and all the stuff in it and started realizing we needed to kind of start clearing it out. And one of the first things I started clearing out were my turtlenecks because to me they were a sign of my Pennsylvania winter life. And Rosa in her new life in Hawaii wasn't going to be turtlenecks. Step eight, live as if it already is. So as things started happening more for us and this dream and this vision started clarifying more and seemed possible, it really started see we started listening to more Hawaiian music. We started studying some Hawaiian language. Mike was playing slack key guitar, Hawaiian guitar. We had um, uh, aloha party. We started visiting Michael and Megan Moore here. We started living and not coming as tourists, but coming as locals. We left some clothes behind here um, with Michael and Megan so that we could start believing and living as if it was already real. Step number nine be grateful, acknowledge, and share. Share your belief. Share what's happening. Share with other people and help them to believe and to dream and to manifest too. Number 10, keep your field clean and clear as best as you can, meaning there's going to be doubts that creep in occasionally. There's going to be thoughts that come in occasionally saying, oh, this is wild, this is stupid, I can't do this. Try when they happen to not fall deep into that hole. Try to believe and continue to believe and keep clean and clear. Step number 11 in Rose's list protocol of how to manifest, be open and flexible. Realize, again, as Gabby Bernstein said, the universe might have a slightly different plan for you. The universe had a slightly different plan for me. It didn't turn out exactly as I thought it would be, but here I am in Maui. I'm living here. I've been here for almost 11 years. And it's not exactly the way I thought it was going to be. But it's pretty amazing nonetheless. And the universe, I have to admit, I think had a different plan for me. So be open, be flexible to the changes to your original dream and hope that you had from the start. And last but not least, in the 12-step plan or protocol of Rose's How to Manifest Anything, is dream, believe, accept, and share with others and help everybody dream and believe and share. I have three last quotes, if you will, that I'd like to share about manifesting. And these are ones that I keep by me, I keep at my desk. I have them on, you know me, I, have, I love Post-its, so they're written out on Post-its. 
One says, what you think, you create. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you become. The second one is, believe in what you want so much that it has no choice but to materialize. And the third, to manifest your heart's desires, you must be what your heart desires. So even though today may feel a little bleak and a little scary in the midst of the COVID-19 virus or whatever is going on for you, even though it is just Monday, May 18th, 2020, why don't you take a minute or two and manifest some dreams and hopes for yourself. I'm sprinkling a little Tinkerbell fairy dust into the airwaves to all of you present with me today and listening later so that your dreams can come true, as Walt Disney used to say. And I believe. I think it was actually a quote from Tinkerbell. So thanks for joining in to today's Healing Circle Call. We'll be doing this again the first and the third Mondays of June 2020. And you can find recordings of all of these Healing Circle calls on your favorite podcast station. Just look for Network's Healing Circle. Also, look to join us on Wednesdays, the second and fourth Wednesdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time for our um, home stretch with Networks. It's brief, approximately 20 minutes little stretch in time, um, meditation, exercise, yoga experience, something like that. So thank you again for joining with us. Aloha and mahalo. Thank you for listening. We hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer.